She's a Super Geek is a proud member of the Misdirected Mark Network. You're listening to episode 106 of She's a Super Geek, the actual play podcast highlighting women as GMs. Hello, I'm Andy, and today I'm flying Han style. So low. My co-host Senda will be back with us for the next game. Today we're playing a really special game called One Child's Heart. This game was designed by friend of the show and Senda and my real friend in real life, Camden Wright. One Child's Heart is on Kickstarter starting today, April 16th. I encourage you to back it. Even if you realize this game isn't your particular cup of tea to play, I think it's a really important game. In One Child's Heart, you play as child welfare officers going into the memories of a traumatized child to try and teach resilience and make emotional connections. It's a game designed to be intense on the feels and focus on hope. Camden is joining our game to play along with game designer Jen Adcock. Our GM is Kate Bullock, who is the project manager for One Child's Heart, along with doing a lot of other things in our community. A few notes, though, before we get started. There are a lot of content warnings for this episode because this game touches on traumas that children experience. We went through safety tools before recording, and we mentioned them in-game, too. But here is the list of content warnings. Child neglect, mental health, abandonment, poverty, alcoholism, possible racism, medical conditions, profanity, child labor, worthlessness, mental health stigma, removal of agency, ableism, and injury. This game has been edited for the listening experience, so please feel free to take breaks if you need them. We also hold an open episode policy, and if you don't or can't continue with the episode, please don't. Our next game is going to be along the lines of a more traditional RPG. So if you need some space for this one, that's okay. We hope you'll join us for our next game. Welcome to a very special episode of She's a Super Geek. I'm very excited to be here without my co-host, Senda. It's a little scary, but I think we'll be okay. You're amazing. We believe in you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I am being joined by three amazing people today. So, Jen, tell us who you are, where people can find you on the internet, and any projects that you're working on or want us to know about. Hi, so I'm Jen. This is my first Saskeek appearance, which is very <gasps> exciting. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Patreon at JenCatWrites, K-A-T, not C-A-T. And I'm working on RPGs about fan fiction. What? Yeah. That's like another layer of meta. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. So what's your favorite type of fan fiction? Or your favorite um, thing to fan fiction, I should mm, ask. My, my, I'm trash for the five plus one things format. That's that's my personal jam. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Five, ta- <laughs> five times this happened and one time it didn't. You know, five times they had their first kiss and one time she kissed someone else. Stuff like <gasps> that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Well, that sounds like fun. Oh yeah, it's a blast. All right. And we also have Camden Wright. Hi, I'm Camden Wright. Very exciting. Who has some things happening and coming up. Tell us about those. 
Yeah, um, we have a Kickstarter coming up for the game we're going to be playing, One Child's Heart, on April 16th. And I'm very excited to have that enter into the larger world. But even more exciting, it's wonderful to be back on the show. Because I always have such a great time here. Oh, well, we love having you. Thank you. And you can find him everywhere pretty much at oh. Camden. <laughs> yeah, at Camden.com or at Twitter at Camden. Because you, no, you didn't invent the internet. You corrected me on that last time. <laughs> That's right. I'm just old. <laughs> <laughs> we also have the magnificent Kate Bullock. Hi. Hello. Uh, so tell us about you. Well, as you already said, I'm Kate Bullock. Uh, you can find me on the internet at places I'm not really good at listing because I suck at things like Twitter. I think it's at Blue Stocking etc but i'm not actually sure uh jen's telling me yes that's correct that is, that is, that is you. <laughs> i was about to say i'll double check before i post this episode. yeah i'm terrible at the internet but i am a blogger and a podcaster a convention organizer and community organizer and i'm also the project manager for one child's heart you do so much i like hats <laughs> you like hats i like hats right i just had a murder mystery birthday party all based around hats I mean, that's fantastic. Mine are all metaphorical. So good on you for oh. being literal. <laughs> I'm going to do great in this game. <laughs> all right. So, Kate, tell us a little bit about One Child's Heart. One Child's Heart is a game, obviously, where you are playing child welfare professionals who are going into the memories of a traumatized child to try to teach that child resilience and make emotional connections with them. So we're going to be playing through the memories, or you will be, and I will be training actually the child and the various NPCs that you encounter. And these memories are not high points of trauma. They're definitely not the places where people kind of want to avoid. There's no physical abuse on screen or sexual abuse or anything like that in the game. These are moments of more quiet reflection or small points of trauma where a lot is going on internally with the child or even externally, but they're definitely places where the professionals can make an emotional difference to the child. Because if we couldn't make any difference, this would probably be a very bad game. Wouldn't you be so excited? Yeah. <laughs> I would be texting Senda like, Senda, I know we love Camden, but... <laughs> oh, I love futility, but... Uh... <laughs> it's the best. Yeah, uh, like, is this hope punk? Uh, no. So let's not do it. Sad punk. It's just it's sad, sad punk. punk. <laughs> I don't think it's punk at all, actually. Other than the fact that it's Camden, he's just kind of punk. It's Thank true. You. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. You you have a <laughs> tattoo of an alien, like, and lots of other things. So <laughs> I didn't know that was the, the tipping point, but that's the bar. Yes, punk. I do. Alien uh -huh. tattoo. Alien tattoo. Maybe. I, am guilty. I don't know. I, I am not a punk. Mine's a unicorn. Unicorns <laughs> are punk as hell. Well, I don't have any tattoos currently, so you'll get there. There are some content warnings for this game. Kate, would you like to go over those? Absolutely. So the content warnings specifically for the child that we're playing with, her content warnings are neglect, mental health, and abandonment. And the content warnings for each of the individual memories are poverty, loss of a friend, possible racism, medical condition, profanity, neglect, child labor, worthlessness, mental health, removal of agency, and ableism around mental health. And finally, injury, fear of abandonment, and neglect. To be clear, we've talked about this briefly right before we went on air, and everyone has bought in. Yes. So just so everyone knows, I got consent before we went here. Yes, and we also talked about our own lines and veils. 
Most of them seem to already be built into the game. Yes. So this game doesn't play with animal abuse or sexual abuse. And usually if there is any physical abuse done to the child, it's in the past. It's not on screen. You're not dealing with that part specifically. So why don't we jump into making characters now that we know kind of brief, vaguely what we're in store for. So you're going to be playing professionals and there are five different professionals for you to choose from. There's the clergy, the law enforcement, psychiatrist, social worker, and therapist. They're all pretty self-explanatory. These are all people who regularly deal with child welfare and helping kids through difficult times. Well, my my big question is, what's the difference between a psychiatrist and a therapist? The psychiatrist is a person who can diagnose and can give prescriptions. Therapist may be a counselor. They're not someone who has necessarily gone and got their PhD. They often have a master's degree, at least here in, spoiler, I'm Canadian, <laughs> at least here in no, that's Canada. The in the States. Uh, that would be a core difference. <laughs> so do any of those characters call to anybody? Yeah, so I don't have like a particularly strong friends, although I did play the therapist last time. So I was like, maybe I won't play the therapist this time. I'd love to play the social worker if nobody. By all means. Okay. If no one objects, I might take the clergy. Okay, cool. And I'd actually like the therapist. So on your character sheet, you're going to need to come up with the name of your character and their pronouns, and then kind of take a look at the little descriptor of what they do to kind of give you an idea of how you're going to approach some things. And then you're going to choose your skills. So you get to choose two. And are they all different skills? Each different class gets a different... (laughs) Sorry, not classes, profession. Yeah, each profession has their own set of skills that come with their obviously profession choice. So they're all unique, and they will kind of guide how you're going to approach different situations with the child. In the game, we're going to roll 3d6. Try to hit a target number that's going to start at 11 for us. You can add plus one to your approach if you're using one of those skills. Okay. Right? So, like, the therapist has composure. So if they're approaching something happening with a child, and they're trying to really keep that composure and show the child that they're calm in this situation, composure would count, and you'd add a plus one to your roll. Mm -hmm. Any questions about any of the professionals? Not yet. Andy, you want to tell us about your character? Sure. So I am the therapist. My name is Tess McAllister, pronouns she, her. And for my skills, I chose neutral, remaining professional, professional even in the toughest situation, caring deeply for clients, but it's not my job to judge. I treat people fairly and are always ready to listen, and clients trust me because of it. And then I chose also professional. I take my job and duty to the patients very seriously, so I always prepare myself when I go to work. When things go wrong, I'm at the shelter in the middle of a storm. Jen, what about your character? I have Alice Schmidt. She uses she, her pronouns. I'm sorry. I have to X-card that name. Oh, sure. Cool. The first name? Sure. Yeah. Could, could you, I'm sorry. Could you choose oh, no, a different fine. name? Absolutely. Marie? That's fine. Okay. Marie Schmidt is welcoming. She creates community wherever she goes. Sometimes what people need is to feel included, seen, and important, and she is a natural at building those bonds. She's also a teacher. She regularly works with children to help them through life's toughest issues. She's comfortable around children of all ages and backgrounds and is always happy to take the time to share what she knows. Camden, how about your character? I'm playing the social worker today. His name is Hector Gomez. He uses he, him pronouns. And uh, I've chosen the skills unwavering. You've been at this job for a long time. You made a commitment to never flinch in the face of the world's ugliness. When times are tough, you are an anchor to those around you. Also, connections. 
You know everyone, and even if they don't like you, they respect your abilities. You have an easygoing nature that makes people comfortable. So I'm quickly going to go over how rolls go, and then we'll get into the child a little bit. So like I said, you're going to try to hit an 11 for the first memory. You're going to choose an approach, which will either be with your mind or your heart, and each profession will have either two or three dice in those. As long as you can justify it to me, then it's it's going to be fine. So don't kind of worry about it too much as long as you can make sense of it. And then you can add any skills that also you can justify and make sense of. Once you combine those, if you hit the 11 or higher, you get a therapeutic token, which normally when we're playing at the table is like a really lovely little heart token. Aww. Here, I'm just going to check a box. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in my heart, I'm actually giving you a heart. However, if you fail, things get a little bit upsetting. So what happens on a fail, you can either lose trust with the child, which is where you're going to take a permanent minus one to all rolls going forward. And that can accumulate. You can you can do that more than once. Lucky kid. You can traumatize the child. So this isn't that you yourself are traumatizing them directly. It's more that you've triggered them from something from their past. And that's causing them to have a, a traumatic response. What you're going to do then is roll a d6 and add that result to the trauma inflicted. And then if it hits 14, the child can't really receive any care from you anymore because you've hurt them too much. Or you can violate your ethics, which is once per game, you can permanently lose one trait die, so in either mind or heart, in order to turn a failure into a success. And that will be a whole conversation if you choose to do that. Any questions about that? So that's intense. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Some wacky designer did that way. I don't know. That person, whoever they are, needs a stern talking to. (laughs) Well, I'm sure they had a a very good reason, and I'm sure we can hear about it uh, if any of us choose to violate our ethics. (laughs) So any questions? No. (laughs) (laughs) Not for me. Let's talk about your child. Your child's name is Kayla Robinson. Her pronouns are she, her, and she is 13 years old. It's a tough age for anybody. Right? She's going to be so friendly, I promise. (laughs) Her social worker is Colleen Ramirez. Her parents are Marcel and Deanna Robinson. And her current family is a foster family, Tyrone and Malka Green. Your current target number is 11. You're going to need 12 tokens. Question. Hmm. Are the tokens that we acquire, is that we need 12 for this scene? Or 12 for the game? 12 for the game. Okay. So you'll have multiple chances in every memory to connect with a child and to make an impact. Some of those will obviously fail and some of those will succeed. Right. You'll have four memories to connect with the child. And during that time, as a group, you're trying to get 12 tokens total. Okay. Because I said 12 tokens in one memory. That's... that's you can do lot. it. I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> you can empathy like no tomorrow. That's about all there is for making characters. We're going to quickly actually do one more step where we're going to talk about what you know of each other. Um, So normally we would do this in person where it would be like the person on your left. Jen, why don't you say something about Camden's character, Camden about Andy, and Andy about Jen. Okay. So what you're going to do is you're going to say something you've seen or known about their character that left a positive impression upon you. Marie once worked with Hector on a previous case where he was able to very delicately and very sort of tactfully handle the uh, biological parents in that situation uh, while really maintaining the um, 
I don't know that integrity or dignity is necessarily either the right word, but that's the vibe I'm going for for the child while helping them feel that they are still autonomous. And that was something that Marie really respected. What's something Hector's experienced with Tess? With Tess, uh, one of the things that I have been, I mean, when you're in social work, you deal with uh, a lot of therapists. There's, I mean, it's part of the process, especially when, when kids are in crisis. And Tess is always one of those people, if I can refer a child, especially a child that is particularly delicate, um, I will always send them Tess's way. I understand the burden of the the workload, the caseload that she takes on. And if I tell her it's important, she never says no. And I always respect that. It's amazing to see somebody who is that committed and selfless and also great at their job. My question for Marie is, uh, what kind of clergy are you? I had not like super defined it, but I'm picturing her as being um, possibly Unitarian Universalist or, you know, just one of those real lefty Christian groups. (laughs) (laughs) I think for Tess, one of the things she really admires about Marie is that Marie is working both at the ground level and at a higher level, this time not meaning higher as in divine, but higher as in uh, government. (laughs) So she's not only on the ground working with children and others in bad situations, she is also a constant advocate for issues and for for passing laws to make, you know, mental health care and other health care easier to access, you know, to to make sure it's it's easier for uh, children to get the help that they need. And uh, Tess just really likes that and maybe doesn't have the the emotional energy to do that all the time. But she really admires Marie for doing it. I love it. You know, you're you're probably the clergy out at the march that said uh, God's watching and she's pissed. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's what I picture. (laughs) I dig it. We've already had an X card use, but just to be clear, we are using an X card in the game. So if there's any content that comes up that makes you uncomfortable or makes you ruins your fun at all, just let me know. You can either type X into the chat or hold your arms up in an X, or you can just say I need to X card that like Andy did, like a rock star. Uh, And we will either change it up, fade to black or take a break, depending on whatever people need. There are built in breaks into the game. But that being said, if you're in the middle of something and you just want to like tap out for a minute, we got you. The next thing to do is to actually jump into the game. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we actually start kind of like exploring one child's heart? As professionals, you are some of the top in your field. You have been sought out specifically because of just how excellent you are at what you're doing. You've been brought to what's called the Clears program. It's a program that initially was created for military technologies in an effort to help treat PTSD in soldiers, but it was found that their brain plasticity and elasticity just wasn't quite where it needed to be because they're adults and their brains just have kind of grown in a way that doesn't allow them to have the same flexibility that a child would have in their brain. So children have a lot more uh, brain plasticity in really awesome ways. So this program was kind of put on hold for the military, but was passed down to child welfare workers in an attempt to try to create new mental health treatments for children. The military still has an interest in it, but ultimately right now it's being used for this pilot program. So you've been brought down to this old warehouse where 
very nondescript kind of at first lacks security, but the further you get into this building, the more it is definitely tighter and tighter security. So things get more and more obviously tense in a way where as you get deeper, people still go from being casually hanging out and kind of giving a nod to the security guard that's following you to standing when you walk by down to a final door where a woman is waiting. She obviously has a gun at her hip and she looks at you, talks to the person who's been escorting you through the the building, checks your names off of a list and then opens the door for you to go into the clears program. You're led into a waiting room that feels vaguely early 2000s in its own way. There's chairs that, like, the leather's cracked on them a little. They're very medical waiting room. There's a table that was probably, like, the fashionable early 2000s steel that now just kind of looks old and dated and probably has more scratches on it than it really should if it's supposed to be steel. And there's, like, a box of stale donuts there. There's there's coffee. You don't know when someone put it on, but there's definitely coffee and some creamers that have been questionably sitting in a bowl for probably too too long you can see this window and through the window there is obviously the heart of the program where there are multiple chairs all of them have these straps where you can tell you're going to be strapped down and there are these weird almost like uh, x-men style helmets that have like the wires coming off of them to to put on people's heads and there's about five chairs set up in there how are you feeling walking into this situation? <laughs> Not exactly what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting maybe something a little more this decade. You know. <laughs> or high tech. First thing Hector checks is to see if the coffee's hot. <laughs> it's hot. It's been on the burner a while. You take what you can get. Yeah. <laughs> Hector will pour a cup of coffee. Nonprofits often have questionable coffee anyway, so. <laughs> True, right? Everyone's everyone's used to, like, healthcare provider cold coffee, yeah. so it's warm. Yay. <laughs> Win. This is that government funding money I keep hearing so much about. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. This looks more like a virtual reality game than a governmental experiment. Or maybe experiment's not the right word. Youngish woman. So probably in her early 30s kind of walks in. As you say that, and she's like, uh, no, it's an experiment. <laughs> uh, is this coffee free? Uh, yeah, abs- absolutely. You can have some coffee. It's it's okay. Right. Thank uh, you. You know, she has like a lab coat on and she has a clipboard, the definite sign of person in charge. She kind of looks at all of you. And she's like, so um, how you doing? You ready? You excited? We're so glad you're here. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is great. I mean, this coffee isn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be, so that's cool. Uh, it's the little wins in life. Yeah, no kidding. Great, I'm glad. I'm glad the coffee is sufficient. You all know you're here for the Clears program. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Great. So I know you've already read the information, and I'm sure you've gone through everything before. But I just want to make sure you understand that you're going to be. In those cool chairs over there, we're going to kind of strap you in and then you're going to go into a kid's memory and have a chance to really like connect with her. She's not here. You're never going to meet her. As you've all agreed, you're never going to interfere in her life after this. So this is your only chance really to connect with her and make a difference. And then we'll kind of pull you out of the memories. We'll take a break and we'll go back in. Is all that pretty clear for everybody? I think so. Yeah, I read yeah. all the paperwork. So when you say go in, you, you mean very literally. What? How did you take it? I wasn't sure how to take it, quite honestly, so. 
Oh, so we'll be using a technology, again, like you've read this, but it's called the Clearance Program, and that will allow you to essentially enter into an actual memory of the child. So you will see what they saw during that time. It is a memory, though, so you can't really do anything to change the environment around you or impact any of the people other than the child, because they're not real, right? Like, it's just a memory. The child will remember anything you do or say in this, though, so just, like, uh, keep that in mind. There are no take-backs. So, uh, hey, I, I think your name's Marie? Yes. Hey, I'm Hector. I've seen you around. Hey, yeah, yeah, we worked together before uh, not a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. hey, it's good to see you. It's yeah, good you to too. see you part of this. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, we gonna, we gonna get this, uh, this party started? Yeah, I think sooner the better. Uh, yeah, I just thought you were socializing. Oh, I mean, like... I'm not sure party's the right word, but okay. Uh, More like an adventuring again. party. Wow, okay. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't really I'm, know what that means either. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a huge nerd. <laughs> That's okay. Nerds, nerds are, like, cool right now, right? Right, yeah. Geek chic. I've heard that. You're like those uh, kids on the Big Bang Theory, right? Yes. Uh, exactly. Cool. Like, like them, yeah. Except, you know, a therapist. So why don't, why don't we go get started? <laughs> Hector okay. will uh, walk where he is directed. Yep. So will Tess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're led into the room with the chairs. There are some assistants there who literally start strapping you into the chairs. You can hear the technician's voice overhead. And she's like, so uh, just be calm. Do some breathing exercises as you're strapped in. There's a quick release, though. So if you're nervous, you know, you can just you can hit that when you come out. It's really just to make sure you don't fall over. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. So they strap you in and everything clicks and then they bring these wacky helmets onto your head. They kind of you can't see through them. But that's when you start hearing her her voice in your head through the earpiece. And she's like, Okay, so is everyone like um everyone ready to go? Yeah. Ready as I'll ever be. Yeah. I I uh is there gonna be more coffee when I'm done? Uh it well, there's still some left, so yep. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm ready. Great. Uh, so just everyone knows, I'm going to count down, and then things are going to go white, and then you'll you'll be in the memory. So is ev- is everyone good? Yeah, we yeah. can start. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. Great. All right. So I'm going to count down. Five, four, three, two, one. There's a bright white light. You don't see anything, and then it's almost like you open your eyes and you start coming to in a different place. It's kind of late evening almost nighttime and you can see a grocery store it's a small grocery store kind of like locally run and police lights are flashing on the wall of the the grocery store on the curb you can see kayla sitting she's probably about 11 she's in handcuffs but oddly she isn't crying she's not talking to anyone she's just sitting there very resigned and there's a police officer who's talking to the store manager the store manager kind of looks at the police officer and then looks over at the kid and is like, I want that little bitch in jail. You think you can steal from me? I own you now. The officer kind of gestures at the man, telling him to calm down and then starts filling out paperwork. Uh, and you can see that there's some um, children's Tylenol on the ground next to the child in an evidence bag. What do you do? If everyone's okay with it, I'd like Hector to take a step forward towards the the store owner, manager, whoever he is, try to create a little bit of distance uh, between between Kayla and him. Hey, 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 buddy. Hey, how's it going? What do you want? She stole from me. She stole from you. Yeah. 
All right. Well, so, and I, I give Kayla a, a little side glance to hopefully get a little bit of her attention. I'd try to, I'd like to try and make a connection here. Sure. Well, she clearly looks like a master criminal. So I'm surprised the safe isn't gone too. You might want to check that. I'd like to roll on heart. Okay. If that's okay. Yeah. Are you using any skills? I'd like to add unwavering because what this man has just said to a child is completely completely repugnant and uh, i am letting that roll off and there cool. okay four a four and a three so that puts us at 11 ah good oh job. 12 12 with my one but look at you go so you get a heart token yay Bing. you do that the guy just kind of looks at you and repeats you know she stole from me because he's not really a real person he's just mm-hmm. what right. she would remember but there's like just a bit of a hint of a smile that curls the corner of her lips. I'll, I'll look at her and I'm like, I don't know what your name is, but uh, I think I could pick up some crime tips from you. So I'm just going to hang out here. <laughs> she smiles and kind of looks down. Uh, so Tess would like to go and sit down, not quite next to Kayla, but close enough so that she's looking in the same direction because it's often easier to make a, a connection with people in you know, difficult situations when you're not actually looking them in the eye. Mirror her positioning, although not with actual handcuffs. Um, I'm assuming they're behind her back. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what she's going to say, though. Because I'm not sure. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tess. What's your name? Kayla. Kayla. Who are you? So I'm, I'm actually a, a therapist. Great. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm fine. Yeah? Yeah. How are you? Oh, this is a weird situation, but... It, it happens in my line of work. Yeah, it looks super weird for you. Yeah. So you're here because they think I'm crazy? Is that it? No. Um, actually, therapists help a lot of people. A lot of us have issues, and not all of them are in the crazy zone, although some of them might be. I try not to use that word. Good for you. I still sometimes have trouble using the word crazy, quite honestly. It's so normal. So I'm engaging her in sort of more... Normal everyday conversation, I think, to make connection. Is that what I need to do? <laughs> yeah. So are you trying to just kind of like treat this like a normal everyday thing for you? I'm trying to put her at ease. Okay, cool. Yeah, this is a, it'd be a very stressful situation, but thinking particularly for my skills, being a shelter in the middle of the storm. Mm, so being okay. able to create some, some normalcy in the middle of what seems fairly not normal. Sure. So are you using mind or heart for that? That's hard, because I feel like I'm using both, Mm. which I know isn't a thing. (laughs) So this is probably mine, because this is probably some training that she's had. She's kind of pretty analytical right now. Sure. So that makes sense. And any skills you're using? Yeah. uh, Professional. Shelter in the middle of a storm. So that's three. Oh, I hit 11. Yay. If it's a tie, I get it? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Heart token for you. Yay, heart token for me. Just like, yeah, this uh, this, this kind of sucks, huh? Yeah, it really sucks. This wasn't... This is stupid. Can you help me? At, uh, at this point, I think Marie is gonna... Marie's gonna come over. I think Marie's probably been talking to the police officer for a couple of minutes. And she sort of comes over. I feel like actually she might have gotten there just in time for one of Kayla, like getting a zing on Tess. <laughs> um, and she says, so today is not a great day. Yeah. Nope. 
And I'm I'm actually just going to straight up ask her, what were you trying for? Just stole some Tylenol. It's not a big deal. It's fine. Yeah, it's true. Tylenol is not the end of the world or anything, but if you needed it, then it's probably pretty important. Sure. I guess. Who are you? Oh, my name's Marie. Hi. Cool. What are you a police officer? What what are you even doing here? No, no. I'm um a, a reverend. I'm I'm a member of the clergy. And I wanna like point out at this point, Marie is like in her mid sixties wearing like a yellow sundress and Birkenstocks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh Marie. She may not look exactly like what Kayla is expecting for this role. Yeah, I think she definitely gives you that, like, uh-huh, mm-hmm. and has, like, a bit of a uh, what the fuck is happening kind of expression on her face. Yeah. But doesn't question it. I'm just gonna, like, sit cross-legged on the ground. Just... I don't go to church. Yeah, that's okay. Lots of people don't. I didn't for a long time. Okay. You know, but sometimes it can be a way of getting what you need emotionally, and that's what I got from it. Great. So you seem pretty nonchalant about this whole thing. And most kids, I feel like, are not nonchalant about getting arrested. Nothing I can do about it. You have a point. But I still feel like you must be very mature to be able to take this so calmly. And that's kind of the connection she's trying to make. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, yeah. So you're rolling with heart or mind. That seems like heart to me. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to use my teacher skill that I regularly work with children and know that appealing to their, you know, maturity, that's a good idea. No, I got a seven. Oh, good. Oh. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. No heart token for you. No. No. Just a broken Big no one. on that one. All right. So you fail. Would you like to lose trust with the child, traumatize the child, or violate your ethics? I think lose trust with the child. Okay, so you're going to take a minus one to all rolls going okay. forward. Marie is not off to a great start today. You said uh, you look pretty mature. Is that Yeah, what you seem, you're taking this very maturely. What do you know about it? It just is what it is. There's nothing I can do about it. I suppose not, but maybe in the future you could do something to not end up arrested. Right, like you'd know so much about it. Actually, I bet I bet Marie's been arrested oh, absolutely. before <laughs> protesting Vietnam and stuff. <laughs> uh, so Hector will, will kind of slide in sideways next to He next just to inches Marie. in. Uh-huh. It's like, hey, hey, Kayla, I'm, I'm sure that she didn't mean. It. So can I can I ask you a question? Sure. One, one professional to the other. Huh? Yeah. So, I mean, like, oh, I thought you were a professional criminal from the way that guy was talking. Why Tylenol? Brother's sick. And so you thought you'd get some to bring home? Yeah. Well, what about your parents? Uh, mom's not well. Okay. Um, is it somebody at school that can help you? Not really. So your little brother's sick. Little brother? Older brother? A little brother. Little brother. Sick, and uh, you decided that you needed to do what you needed to do to take care of your family? Well, Yeah. Mom couldn't do it. Why can't your mom do it? Is she sick too? Like your little brother? <laughs> she's uh, she's drunk most of the time. All right. I wish I could say you were... Uh, you're the only kid I ever met. 
with that story. But I have to say that while stealing is not the answer, and and right now it looks like your brother's going to lose you for a little bit more time, I respect that you at least tried. It sounds like that's something. Why don't you give me a roll there? (laughs) All right, let's do it. So I will go ahead and roll on my heart. And um, I'm actually, I'm going to do this skill list because neither one seems appropriate for this. Brave. And it bites me in the bottom. All right, so I'm at a nine. Okay. No token for you. No token for me. And I will, of the three choices, uh, I am going to have Kayla lose trust in me. Game question. Mechanics Mm -hmm. question. Is there any way to gain trust back? No. Okay. Once it's gone, it's gone. That feels right. (laughs) (laughs) I was just hoping mechanically, you know. I'll rephrase that just a little bit. I'm sure you did the best you could. I mean. You're, you're still a kid. A, a complicated array of emotions kind of go over her face as she kind of thinks about that. She kind of slinks, like, closes in a little. Like, her shoulders slump a little, and she just looks down, but she goes quiet. She doesn't respond. I realize, uh, Hector realizes at this moment that he's made a terrible, terrible mistake. Mm. Just kind of backs up yeah. and gives Kayla space. The police officer starts walking over to to Kayla to get her into the police car. Do I recognize the police officer? Do you want to recognize the police officer? Actually, I guess it doesn't matter. No. <laughs> but <laughs> He's not real. Or uh, they're not real. Well, it's it's not that. It's uh, so he's he's wearing a name tag or I can see his name on his last name on his badge. Yep. Amari. Officer Officer Amari. Be careful with this one. She's a good kid. Do you know Amari? Do you have an established relationship with him? Actually, it wouldn't matter. It's a memory. He could just give me a weird look. <laughs> I, th- I think that's kind of what he does, right? And I think he even rolls his eyes. It's very overdramatic and very, <laughs> very ridiculous. But he does that, and then he tells Kayla to get up, and then escorts her to the police car. The door closes, and they drive away, and everything fades to white. You wake up. The helmet's being taken off of you. All your straps are being undone. Uh, the technician is there kind of watching you as you... Wake up out of this first memory. She's like, so there's a break room over there. Why don't you go over there, get some coffee or some tea. There are donuts, I think. There's some left. And I'll come check on you in a couple minutes. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks. I appreciate it. Marie, beelines yeah, to so a you're led into th- just, Go ahead. Just direct <laughs> path. No <laughs> obstacles. <laughs> Yeah, the donuts are there. Hey, they're only they're fine if you stale. dunk them in coffee. Hey, you dip them in the hot Thank coffee, you. they're fine. Oh my god. <laughs> Jim and I are now best friends. Uh, same hat, same hat. Uh, Tess will go in and, you know, pick a part of a donut, get some coffee, and say, you know, I, I get that we were closer than ever to somebody, but I felt way more helpless than usual. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Hector just kind of sits quietly at one of the tables and stares into his half a cup of coffee from before. You you need a warm-up, Hector? Nah, nah, I'm good. You know what it's like. I mean, there's so much on the line all the time, and you say the wrong thing, and you're worried you're not going to be able to get him back. One yeah. wrong word can be everything. And you don't know what they're coming in with. It's 100% true. 
She does seem like a good kid, though. Yeah. I mean, but they all do. She was trying to do the right yeah, thing. Just dealt a bad hand of cards. Uh, so that mom sounds like she's a piece of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's probably where all the money's going, too. Oh, yeah. If there is any. Seen it a hundred times. That's a pretty common thing. Ah, oh, man. Somehow I, uh, I told myself this was going to be a little easier. But uh, it sure as heck isn't. No, it is not. Yeah. Well, you can't change what's ha- the situation. So that's what somebody needs to do and invent time travel, and then we could go back and fix all this mm-hmm. instead of there we go. just having to deal with the reality of these kids' lives. Sign me up for that trial. That's the hard thing. You know, f- f- the word fix. Yeah, as, I know. As much as we want to fix, you know, sometimes we can only deal. And I mean, you know, we all, or most of us come into this profession and, you know, we think we're going to fix everything. And we rapidly learn, like you said, there's nothing to fix. They're just supporting people and to uh, thinking, thinking differently about the situations that they're in and finding ways to survive it. I went into this thinking I was going to yeah. save everybody. And- Are we able to get any information about what happened? Like, can we ask the lady in the lab coat if maybe did she did she end up going to juvie? And like the best moment possible, the technician walks in. It's like, so how's everybody doing? It's a rough day. Yeah, yeah. This is a tough one. Nice donuts, though. I'm glad. I'm glad they're helping. So there's a couple computers in here. If you need them, you can access anything in Kayla's file. I don't have that, like, I don't know the information off by heart, but the computers certainly have all that information for you. Anything you need to know? Are you, are you okay? You, you don't look so happy. This was a rough it's, one, it's but. It's fine. Everything's fine. The next one will be better. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll be nearby if you need anything. Okay. Thank you. Um, once you're ready, just give me a signal and we'll pop you into the next memory. Okay. Okay. Thanks. All right. So yes, I would like to look up and see if she does have a criminal record. Oh yeah, for sure she does. <laughs> <laughs> Anything from when she was eleven for stealing. She was caught stealing, and then later she attacked another child and was also charged with that. Spent some time in juvie. Yeah. I would like to check out, look at her case file, and see what the situation is uh, with her mom and her family. Uh, just how often they've been removed and kind of what that looks like. So she was actually removed at 12 from her, her birth family. Her dad um, is missing. They don't really know where he is. There's a lot of history of mental illness with her dad. Her mother was an alcoholic. The The kids were removed after, sorry, after Kayla and her, her brother were not receiving enough food. And one of the teachers finally called Protective Services. Are they together, Kayla and her brother? Not now, no. Okay, so separate families? Yeah. And do I know anything about the Green family, Kayla's current foster family? They're good on paper. <laughs> they- <laughs> they're not terrible to their kids, but they're also not invested in the kids either. Right? They're not the worst case scenario, but they're also not the best case her school records, grades, anything like that. She's actually pretty good at gym class, PE, anything in there. She does fairly well at, but mostly a solid D or C student. Okay, cool. Good to know. Uh, Her grades briefly improved after her dad Mm -hmm. left, but then got terrible again. 
And when did dad leave? When she was nine. And is she the only foster child currently with the Green family? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about the uh, foster family her brother uh, is with? They're not lovely people. Okay. They are the kind that kind of use kids for doing chores, getting work done around the house. Yeah, generally the kind of family where you're like, oh shit, we should probably do what we can to help. And what's uh, her brother's name? That's what I got. Yep, yep, I'm all good. Cool, so I'm just going to take a quick break for a minute and check in with how everybody's actually doing, not in character. I feel so bad for this girl. Oh god, I want to save her. Which I recognize is the entire purpose of this game. <laughs> it works, <laughs> is what I'm saying. I'm doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. The technician kind of is watching you when nothing really is happening. That's when she comes back in and she's like, so we ready for memory number two or do you need a bit more coffee? There's tea. I'm ready to go. We hope you enjoyed listening to episode 106 of She's a Super Geek. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and give us a five-star rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. You can check us out at sasgeek.com or on Twitter at sasgeekpodcast. One Child's Heart is on Kickstarter starting today. So please go and check it out and hear more about this amazing game. Our theme song is Rock and Roll Play Baby by Kieran Strange. Find more music, merchandise, and tour dates online, kieranstrange.com, or on Twitter at Kieran Strange. If you like She's a Super Geek, please check out other shows on the Misdirected Mark Network. Shows like Cypher Speak, which recently celebrated its 50th episode. The Cypher Speak podcast is an engaging discussion that covers the evocative and inclusive settings of the Cypher system. Darcy and Troy are entertaining co-hosts who offer GM advice and ideas for use in your games. Join us in two weeks for diving more into the memories of our child together. Together.